Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Shib and Zhang show. It is episode 28. In this episode, we will be talking about the Montreal Canadiens and giving our reactions to the cup final, giving our thoughts on their current cap space with some free agents. Uh, we'll be talking about the expansion draft uh, coming forward, Ducharme's new deal, UFC 264 with McGregor and Poirier, and then the NBA where we were talking about the Bucks and Suns game four tonight. But as always, this episode is brought to you by Hot Street Fantasy, the best in-play fantasy app on the market. Pick two to three players in the NBA while you're watching your favorite teams and watch them make you some money. Hot Streak is matching your initial deposit as a bonus, so get Hot Streak Fantasy app now. This is game four of the NBA Finals, so for those who haven't already been on Hot Streak Fantasy or downloaded it, uh, you are running out of time. Uh, time is that uh, taken away so make sure you hop on that for the remaining games make some quick money uh watching some of your favorite players or just watching Giannis and booker uh pop off but uh as always before we start the episode roll it welcome back to the shit and zang show like we said episode 28 eric uh, last week, we said that this episode, the cup final, will have been decided. And that's exactly what happened with Tampa yeah. beating the Montreal Canadiens in five games. Um, definitely sad. Definitely the moment that happened was it a week ago. It was sad. Um, but you get over it. And, you know, Tampa, of course, $18 million over the cap. I didn't really expect anything less. But you had to be, I had to be confident in the Canadiens, and I took yeah. them. But, yes, Tampa definitely throughout the series outplayed Montreal. It uh, seems like they knew how to beat Montreal, and um, that's what they did in Game Five. But only like much you can't you can't win the cup if you don't score. But um, yeah. of course, you know you could talk about the problems and what didn't go well with the Canadians. But at the end of the day, Tampa was just is is, is one of the best teams of the decade to win the cup. Yeah. Oh, so for sure. um, you know they they had the Kucherov situation, eighteen million dollars over the cap. You know they're going to be a completely different team next year, losing some key pieces. So, you know, they win their cup. It's too bad. They made it to the finals. They actually went to game seven versus the Islanders. But, um, yeah, Montreal, unfortunate for them. Their cup, their first cup final appearance since 93. I don't know what's going to happen next year. But let's uh, dive into their cap space situation with some of their free agents um, that are going to need a new contract by the start of next season. So, Eric, I went online. I went to Cap Friendly. Uh, like everyone does, and I checked what cap space the Canadians have come in this uh, off season, yeah. and they have approximately fourteen million six hundred seventy-one thousand one hundred ninety-one dollars. So that's a lot. Um, yeah, definitely uh, a lot. And I'll tell you, I'll go through the free agents um, that are in need of a contract. Corey Perry is a UFA. Yoel Amria is a UFA. Philip Deneau is a UFA. Eric Stahl is a UFA. Thomas Tatar is a UFA. Lekkinen's an RFA. Kakanyemi's an RFA, and Maron Gustafson are both UFAs. Okay. So let's look at some of these free agents yeah, and let's yeah. go through them if Montreal is bringing them back or not. Give our opinions on that. Mm-hmm. Or I'll try and give my opinions here. So the first one on the list, like I said, is Corey Perry. Corey Perry signed one year, 700K, I think, the minimum. Uh, he said he would love to come back to play for the Montreal Canadiens. I think yeah. that's definitely something they should do uh, because yeah. of his leadership role in the locker room with guys like Suzuki and Kakanyemi and maybe now Caulfield. So I expect Corey Perry to be re-signed by the Montreal Canadiens. I was generous. I predicted probably a one-year, $1 million deal. But then again, Corey Perry also said he'd play hockey for free. So I don't know. Maybe they can get him exactly. cheaper. 
But I said one million just to be generous. That's I feel like um, he definitely earned it. He could be making more the way he played, for sure. Um, so I think they're going to resign him. So fourteen million, you get one million down there. Exactly. You move down, you get Yoel Armia, who's a free agent. Armia is a tough one. Um, during the regular season, Armia is not really the offensive guy who puts up numbers. You know, he's great on the penalty kill. He's a great check and forward, holds on to the puck. But it's really in the playoffs that's where that's where he shined on that fourth line with yeah. Stahl and Perry. And when he's playing at his best, he could show you how much how valuable he could be into a cup run, which he really was when it came to penalty kills or get the fourth line momentum, uh, trying to shift the momentum, get a good shift there. Yoel Armia uh, was that guy. So I would like the Canadians. I know the right wing depth for right now. Um, it's a little deep with Gallagher, Tatar right now, Caulfield and him. But, you know, we'll get down to the later list, but I think there'll be openings next year. But I think Armia, I said two years, I don't know, $2.53 million. A I year? Think, a year or total? Yeah, a year. A year, yeah. Well, not three years, $3 million. Yeah, no. He's definitely worth more than a million. I say 2.53 because he hasn't really sparked in the regular season. He really sparked That's in the playoffs. Fair. So I think they should resign him. They have the cap. I planned it out. And then their next deal, um, Philip Deneau. Uh, now, Philip Deneau, we know, early in the season declined a contract extension with the Montreal Canadiens. I think it was, what, five years, 5.5, 5, 5 million, something like that. Mm-hmm. Philip Deneau declined. It just recently opened up about it saying um, that – he was scared that his role would be diminished to a third-line role, whatever, if Kakanyemi kept developing and Suzuki, obviously, the next first-line center. But I think he's realized that to win a cup, you need players like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what he said. He, he realizes that they need uh, Montreal needs guys like him to win a cup. So, yeah, I'm all on board with him resigning. I want the Canadians to, to resign him. I think Suzuki's just... You know, he's still developing, and I don't want to rush, in, rush him into that first-line center. So, you know, keep um, Philip Deneau for the McDavid's, the Matthews, the Crosby's, whatever. And then you can let Suzuki still develop and uh, grow his game, which he's been growing over the years. So, I also don't want Philip Deneau to be locked up long-term. I really don't. Um, with the plan looking forward, obviously, I don't know what's going on with Kock and Yemi, but... I guess down the plan for them down the future is to have Suzuki and him one, two punch. And um, that's why I don't want Philip to know because I feel like his role will be diminished to a third line center and he'll be making a lot of money for a third line center, even though I don't think his game has dropped off or anything, just his offense has dropped off this season. That's he had fair. a terrible, well, he's a big fan season. favorite right now though. You know, the fans. Want yeah. Well, it, well, I mean what he did in the playoffs, he stopped Matthews and Marner. He stopped uh, the Winnipeg jets, top line, Vegas, top line. You got that assist, that big yeah. assist. <laughs> yeah, the the game winning assist uh, against Vegas. Going. I don't want him to sign long term, so I figured if they want to get him on a shorter term, they have to overpay a little. So I said yeah. three years, six million, maybe six and a half million. I mean, it's yeah. a bit of an overpay for sure because you know he's guys who are making six million, six and a half. Their offensive numbers are going to be way different than exactly. what he puts up, but it's his defensive type game um, that definitely earns them that type of money. So three oh. years, I don't want to give him a long-term deal. I don't know. But Dano could be like a 40 to 50 point player, like every season, you know, like an 80 game season. I wouldn't 40, say every 50. season. Though. But Not like, when you have Suzuki talking at me. I know. I know. But if you put, if you, I don't know. I feel like he could for sure. And don't uh, forget he's French. Huh? He's French. So that yeah. helps. That helps his case. I don't know. Sure. I don't know for sure because 
with the way Suzuki's growing, he's looking to get a lot of increased time. And I feel like yeah. if, you know, who knows what's going on with Jesperi Kakanyemi, but the plan right now down the future is for, you know, Dino's minutes t- to be limited because Suzuki will be taking that step forward. And I don't want this guy to be playing, you know, I don't know, 15 minutes a game making six or, or I know five, five and a half million dollars when he's not putting up really many points. Because by the time down the road, there's going to be other players in the league who can do what Philip Deneau does at cheaper price. I mean, you can find a, pos- a trade through trade. You can find someone um, to replace him. So that's why I want three years. So it, it'd be perfect. Three years, maybe even two. I don't know. I feel like Suzu- the way Suzuki's game is progressing, every year he's getting better in different aspects of the game. Um, his first year, he was terrible defensively. And now this year, you saw him, took a, uh, he took a step defensively, uh, had some responsibility. So I'd say three years. I do want Montreal to re-sign him. I really want Philip Deneau back uh, just for the young one's prog- progression. And it keeps the team competitive when you have a shutdown uh, center like that. So three years. Eric Stahl, he's not returning with the team. They're not going to re-sign him. Thomas Tatar. Um, ooh. Sadly, um, there is a young stud in Montreal named Cole Caulfield who has emerged as the franchise player alongside Nick Suzuki. So... Tom Tatar's a right winger. Cole Caulfield's a right winger. Tatar was scratched after the Maple Leaf series. So basically, uh, I really don't think Thomas Tatar is going to re-sign with the Canadians this offseason. I really think they're going to let him go. I'm convinced. So Cole Caulfield will take his place next year. So Thomas Tatar, if I had to predict, I don't think it's that big of a prediction. I think a lot of people are seeing it coming that he's not going to re-sign with the team. That's fair. Even though he had a great, his first year, he had 65 points. It's just... This year, I don't know what happened. I really like in the regular season, he didn't play his game. You know, I really expected him to be that 20 to 25 goal scorer, like whatever the pace is during this season, whatever that is. But uh, he didn't do that and he got scratched in the playoffs. So it's just, I, I feel like it's coming to an end. But, for but the if a team Tatar. had to sign him, how would you pay Thomas Dar if a team had to sign him? Six million? Six million? Five and a half to six. Yeah. I mean, he's a 20 to 25 goal scorer consistently throughout his career. But don't forget, that's the second time he gets scratched in a playoff in a finals playoff. Remember, I know Vegas, he got scratched. Yeah, well, Vegas, he got scratched during the playoffs. Exactly. So I don't know. Yeah, maybe like he he doesn't show up in the playoffs. Guess guess he's not a playoff performer. But yeah, there, like a guy like that on the market. Yeah, five and a half, six, easy, twenty yeah. to twenty-five goals for exactly. sure. Like I don't know, Toffoli had a great season. He only makes four point two five. That's a steal of a contract. So maybe that hurts okay. Tatar. But it, it, it comes down to these free agents, these uh, right-wing free agents, what they sign for. Because he's going to be one of the best right-wingers on the market, Thomas Tatar, uh, when he reaches free agency. So we, uh, we got to watch uh, for that. I wonder what he's going to sign with, but for that's sure. my prediction. Down the list, so I don't think he's coming back. And then down the list, Lekkinen, who's an RFA, uh, still a young player. You know, he's turned into that defensive guru on this team, uh, checking, you know, plays the penalty kill. Just he has a great shot, great uh, not a great release because he takes too long to shoot the, the freaking puck, but he has a great release, and so I don't I I would love for him to resign. He's an RFA. I think he's going to resign. I said two years, one point five two million dollars around. Okay. I don't think he'd go for anything more uh, because offensively he doesn't really do anything. Down the line, Yasperi Kakinyemi, RFA. He's for sure going to sign a bridge deal this off season. Uh, no way they lock him up. He's not. He doesn't think he's proven to himself that um, his potential. He hasn't proven his full potential. So three years bridge deal, three point two five. I said three point two five. 
because he hasn't really proven anything early on in his career like Suzuki has. Um, he's been inconsistent. You know, some da- some games he's great. In the playoffs, he was great with the Leafs and, and the Jets. But then after that, he kind of just slowed down. So three years, 3.25, I'd say. And then okay. after his three years, we'll see what happens. John Merrill, Eric Gustafson, they're not coming back, I don't think. John Merrill was terrible yeah. for the Montreal Canadiens. Eric Gustafson was equally as terrible in the defensive zone, just was the power well, play. They, they weren't bad. Like You're just talking about like the Tampa. Like, they, no, I'm not talking about the Tampa series. They were pretty valuable. Like they out, Okay. No, no, no. They did, they did take a spot from Alex Romanov, but... Yeah, like, which was ridiculous. It's not like they weren't playing bad. Like They weren't playing terrible. Like, uh, I disagree. Jump, there were some plays that were so? terrible. Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And know. Eric Gustafson, too. Like they're, they were they bad defensively. Gustafson so. had some good games. Merrill, not really. It was just, I guess it was like the, the experience that Ducharme trusted more in him over, you know, the young rookie Romanov, even though Romanov is way better than Merrill, I feel like already now. Oh, 100%. So those two are gone, I feel. And if I make those calculations, it comes up roughly around the, the cap space. But then again, you have guys like Corey Perry who are probably going to sign with, uh, for less. Uh, yeah. Who knows what the Dano contract is going to be? Yeah, that's some, the Dano one's tricky. Who knows what Armia like? Who knows if he's coming back to the team or not, or if they let him go? Maybe Armia wants to, you know, believes he's a second line winger or something. Because if Armia signs back, you have Gallagher first line, Caulfield probably second line. Um, Toffoli plays right wing, doesn't he too? Toffoli plays right wing. Mm-hmm. Who knows if they'll move him to the left wing, but. And then you have, I don't know if you'll alarm me, you know, if I'm in his shoes, is there really a spot for me to shine on this team besides the yeah. fourth line? Even though he was great, I don't think he wants fourth line minutes. So we'll see what happens with Armia, Lekkanen, and Kockenham. I think they'll be re-signed unless they trade exactly. Lekkanen. But let's be honest, the only players that um, Bergevin should be looking to sign, like for sure, are Dano. You got to keep Dano. You got to keep, obviously, Kotniemi. He's young. Yep. And Lekkanen is like a... Maybe Lekkanen's like, a trade I, target. Like, Who knows? Like, I, I, if if I was a Bergevin, uh, I'd love to keep Lekkanen, you know, big big. I, I, I like Lekkanen. Very good defensively. So, and the rest are like, you, like obviously, it's, it's good if you can keep like Corey Perry. For sure. They're going to resign It'd Corey be nice, Perry. but... Uh, but then again, you also have too many guys on this team that don't score. You know, like Lekkanen, Drouin. Um, even Dano doesn't really score. Dano doesn't score. Armia like barely scores in the regular season. So you have too many of these guys that don't score. So it just depends mm-hmm. how they want to build their exactly. team. Yeah. You know, you could get a third line, you know, scoring winger. I don't know. I'm not saying you go out and get Alex Tuck or a player like that's available, but something along those lines. Where the, they they had Tatar. Like, Tatar's a, that's what they saw in Tatar, but they just scratched him because I guess that wasn't. Well, he was very inconsistent this season. So I knew his time. Like I knew when Kolkov. I didn't think it was going to be like, I don't know. It's hard because Tatar's contract was up. I didn't know anything about Cole Caulfield at the time. So I was wondering like, what were they going to do with him? Mm-hmm. If they're going to re-sign him to a two-year, three-year deal, whatever. But Cole Caulfield has totally taken his spot. It's Cole oh, Caulfield's yeah. job yeah. now, uh, yeah. the right wing, second line right wing. He's going to be playing with Suzuki's whole career now, it oh, seems like. I'm so excited to see that. Oh, so excited. So um, that seems like to be the, that's the free agents of uh, Montreal's free agents. I think they can get Corey Perry, Armia Dano, Lekin and Kakanyemi signed, all of them. It just depends if those players want to come back, like Armia, Dano, Lekinen, you know, who knows Lekinen gets traded. He was on the TSN trade bait this year. So we don't know. Um, move on to Ducharme. Dominic Ducharme has signed a um, 
three-year deal uh, with the Montreal. So Dominic Ducharme, three-year deal, 1.7 AAV. You know, he took over for Claude Julien this season after they had, you know, they started off good, but then they lost like eight games, seven games in a row, eight games in a row. Mm -hmm. Signs for 1.7 AAV, which is a pretty fair deal for a rookie coach. It just depends, you know, but I've said it before on the show, Ducharme, you know, can you give him a lot of credit for making, you know, pushing this team to the finals? It's, you know, you have to, cause he's the head coach, but at one you know, at that point, it just seemed like the Canadians were clicking and, you know, it was just their chemistry and momentum that was really pushing them through mm-hmm. the Leafs, the, 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 the Jets, the Golden Knights, cause Montreal's going to be in the freaking tough. They're going to be in the Atlantic next year. And you're, let's look at the Atlantic. Tampa, yeah, they're going to lose some players. They're still going to be a great regular season team with Kucherov, Stamkos, and Point. Boston's still a great regular season team with Marshawn, Bergeron, Pasternak. They have firepower. It's just their defense isn't that good. Mm-hmm. But I still think they're in the top three. The Maple Leafs, even though they're shit in the playoffs, they're a great regular season team because not everyone's checking like they are in the playoffs and they get more open space. And you got Florida, too, who had one, one, like a great season this year. Uh, so it's going to be tough uh, next year. Hopefully, you know, Ducharme figures it out. It's um, Luke Richardson. Uh, who knows if he's going to come back to defensive coach. I hope so. The defense was really good this season. And then you have Alex Burrows, the power play specialist. And that's the one where I'm kind of like shaking off. Yeah. You know, know, he came in. Yeah, sure. The power play had some little sparks, but then, you know, during the playoffs, it wasn't that good. Uh, penalty kill though. We got to talk about Oh yeah. The penalty, penalty kill. Kills. Uh, for sure was, uh, but I don't know if Ducharme does penalty kill. I don't know if he does penalty mm-hmm. kill. I'm not sure. Well, whoever's on the penalty kill did a great job this season. But um, well, no. Let's uh, relax. Penalty kill in the playoffs oh. was great. The regular okay, season penalty matters. Yeah, but matters. I'm saying, I'm saying, like, I'm saying, is that just a momentum thing? Like, it, it was clicking in the playoffs, but in the regular it's season, a like, price. it's a carry price. It was, it was, and carried price was <laughs> like way better than he was in the regular season. Anyway. Yeah. Alex Bro's like, can they? Because can Montreal not afford to go out and get a guy who has a track record with a power play with teams that has a great track mm. record? They, they're like one of the most um, high-valued franchises in the NHL, Montreal. They're like third mm. behind what the Rangers and uh, the Leafs, maybe. Oh yeah, probably. That's so the they definitely have the money for it. I don't understand why they have to keep putting these rookie coaches at Burroughs and stuff. Well, I don't know. You know, typical Montreal. They're going to give Burroughs training camp in the beginning of the season to figure it out, but we'll see what happens with uh, Burroughs coming back or not. Now, uh, the Seattle expansion draft is coming up. The Kraken, they will be taking one player from the Montreal Canadiens. Now, one of the big questions surfacing online is, should Shea Weber be exposed in the Seattle draft? Because Montreal is most likely going to go with the seven forwards, 3D, one goalie, out um, format. So they're 3D. If they were to protect, that would be Sherratt's protected for sure. Jeff Petrie has a no movement clause, so he has to be pr- uh, protected. Mm-hmm. And then you have Yoel Edmondson or Joel Edmondson or Shea Weber. Now Shea Weber is locked in on contract till like 2040. I'm being, I'm exaggerating, mm-hmm. but pretty much making like <laughs> $7.5 million. And he's 30, what, f- three, 34, I think, something like that. I think he's 34. Yeah. And he has shown signs of dig- uh, digression, like complete signs of you know going down. So should Shea Weber be exposed? I say yes. 
There's no chance yeah? in hell. There's no chance in hell Seattle's taking that contract. No freaking chance. A rookie or a beginner franchise will be taking on that contract of an old man. No chance. Why would they? I don't think so. No. Why would they? Why would they want to have that burden of, of a contract on them already on the books? Okay. I don't yeah, know. Don't, uh, I don't, uh, it's, it's tough to say, right? Because when Vegas was an expansion franchise, they got Flurry. I just like, it wasn't. A oh bad yeah, before like, it was Roman Yossi. Like, it, Weber's contract isn't that bad as you, like. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's yeah, not, it is. Okay. Yo. Yeah, it is. Come on now, he's locked in till like twenty twenty, like seven or some shit like that for like seven point five million and a half. Like that's a terrible contract right now. Just but the way he's been knew that when they, they they knew that when they were making. Well, that they trade. knew for sure they knew it was gonna hurt them down the road. But listen, now <laughs> you haven't won a cup in how many? He's been what four years here, five years. Uh, something like that, right? You haven't won a cup since. So, you know, now you're getting to the part where the, the contract's going to hurt you. So, yeah, I'm so on board with Shea Weber um, being exposed. Okay, but, but, but how bad does it look if yes, that's they what expose say, Shea the Weber? They expose Shea Weber and they don't pick him up. You know how bad that looks? Who doesn't pick him up? No, let's say you, you expose Shea Weber and then Krakens don't pick him up. Shea Weber is going to no, be like... No, this is what I'm saying. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm saying Montreal should Montreal should be sitting Montreal should sit down with Shea Weber and be like, listen, um, we're trying to keep our top four locked in with Edmondson. Like, we don't want maybe we, instead of uh, having to give away a draft pick. Listen, you're the. How about we expose you? You know, if you talked with the guy and see what he thought, I don't know. It is hard for a guy who's the captain to hear like something like that. Like, oh, we might yeah, we're exactly. gonna expose you. But I de- like come on. At the end of the day, it's a business. So, you know, feelings come second. Yeah. And Seattle's not going to take that contract. Why would they? There's no, there's no good reason. You can't name me one good reason why Seattle would take that contract. Shea still a top 2D. He's still a top 2D in the NHL. You know that. Uh, well, this season he still wasn't. Top- this uh, regular season he wasn't. I don't know, man. Like, Playoffs, if you get he him good. A good- Playoffs he was good, but this regular yeah. season he, he wasn't. I don't know. It was Bro. terrible at some points in the regular season, like awful in the regular season. Like people were saying he okay. should be scratched. That's how bad he was playing. Bro, don't forget, Patrick got the same treatment. Look what happened to Patrick. Patrick got the exact oh no, Patrick. He's oh. a captain. He oh he's not scoring as much. He's not as good. Trade him. Way different. Look though. what he's doing. He's the captain. He's okay, the top but, yeah, scorer, I'll... the leading scorer. Mm-hmm. And he didn't score in the playoffs. Shea Weber in the regular season he sucked. In the playoffs, he was really good. But it just yeah. comes down to like you know, I don't want, you know, do we have to trade a second round pick to keep Joel Edmondson? Like, do we have to trade that pick? Can we just do this? That way we can protect Joel Edmondson and Seattle could take someone else. Because I feel like they're yeah, not going to take like Shea Weber. If Montreal did expose Joel Edmondson, that'd be the player, like a good, like 27, like, 28. Joel Edmondson yeah. is a good player. I just don't know if it's that, like, I have no clue who is going to get picked by Seattle. Because the forwards, no like, clue. if you think about it, like, a lot of them are Montreal wouldn't mind losing some of those players. Like it wouldn't be the end of the. I world. don't know. Bergevin seems seven. to fuss. Bergevin seven. seems to love his players. So you're telling me there's more than seven players that are like huge values to this franchise uh, on on offense. There's seven that are huge. Yeah, and then Cole Caulfield doesn't even count. Well, look, well, look, he's not no, Cole Caulfield's in there, but it's what it's like. It's 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 Gallagher, Drouin yeah. that they're gonna protect. Yeah. Um. Philip Deneau, Drew, uh, Drew, yeah, they're going to protect. They're not going to just leave, lose Drew to the expansion draft. Are you kidding me? That'd be awful. Drew to Foley, that to Foley, Josh Anderson. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know if Suzuki counts. Do I, think, I don't think. I think he's exempt, right? He's yeah, in his three-year deal still. So. Yeah, I think he is. Um, Kokinemi, they got to protect. Oh, is he exempt? I no, he's an, oh, he's an RFA, though. I don't know how that works. Because his three years are done. He's an RFA. Yeah. I think they could take him. I don't know. I don't know. He might. Mm, I don't know. Do RFAs get picked? I don't know. Can RFAs get picked? I, I forget. But if it's not Kokinemi, who am I thinking? Who am I missing? Paul Byron, I guess. No, they wouldn't that protect Paul Byron. Um, like Joel, well, Jeremy is a UFA. Yeah, so they're not. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like they're not gonna protect Tatar. Uh, they're, they're probably not. They might protect Lekkonen. Like it's yeah, but RF he's also an RFA. But you know, he's for sure needs to be protected. Archery Lekkonen, and maybe Cockney too. I think Cockney needs to be protected now. I'm not sure. I could be wrong. But I think he has to be. His three years is done, right? He's he's not exempt. He's an RFA, but I don't know what the rule is for guys who just finished their three-year deals and become RFAs. I don't know what it is. Anyway, so yeah, there's uh, no clue. They're going seven three one pricing and protected. Um, yeah, and then Sherratt, Petrie, Edmondson, Weber. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. They, I, th- I think at the end of the day, they're going to protect Shea Weber. I feel like Montreal's trading a pick at the expansion draft to make sure they keep a player they like. But um, hey, listen, if they want to take Paul Byron, who has a $3.4 million contract, by all means, go ahead and take him. I don't you think they're going to protect you, Paul Byron. You still Byron. think that's a big contract for Paul for Byron? For Paul Byron, yeah. Oh, he's not the 20-goal scorer he was anymore. Like, oh. He's a great player. Like, for sh- To get a guy like that off waivers, he's done amazing things for Montreal, and I can't shit on him. I can't shit yeah. on Paul Byron for what he's... You know, if he's not if he's not picking up or anything, like that, the guy's a two time twenty goal scorer with the Habs, off waivers, big playoff performer too. He like that scored. might be yeah when he scored that freaking big goal yeah. in game yeah. one to give them the game like that's huge, and that might be Bergeron's best move. People might say that might be Bergeron's best move in Montreal picking up Paul Byron off waivers. That or the Philip De- or the uh, Dale Weiss Fleischman deal for Romanov and Philip Deneau, mm-hmm. or maybe even Suzuki. That's a great deal too. Yeah. So um, we'll see what's going on in the expansion draft. Expansion draft, always exciting. Always exciting. Especially the Vegas one was very exciting. But um, Montreal losing the cup finals next year. They're back in the Atlantic. Very tough teams. So they'll have their work cut out for them for sure. But uh, we'll definitely like, who, talk who about that. Who knows what's going to happen next year? Like, who knows? But Montreal's um, probably going to make the probably going to make the playoffs. But like, but listen, is it even a guarantee? If, if that Montreal's not the making the top three in the Atlantic, then they got to battle for a wild card spot, and they got to battle all those other Metro teams, right? Mm. Like the Rangers, the um, the Flyers, the uh, you know, if it's Islanders, if Pittsburgh, Islanders, Washington, Washington, top three, yeah. then you got New York, Philly, you got. Um, who I mean, else is a good team Florida, in the Metro? Florida, Florida's still a good. Uh, no, Florida's, Florida's Atlantic. Florida's uh, Atlantic. But like they might be in the wild um, too. Carolina is in the Metro. Mm-hmm. We, I, I forgot about Carolina's in the Metro. I mean, mm-hmm. the Metro is going to be insane next year too. Yeah, crazy insane. So Montreal, if they don't make the top three, they're going to have to compete with those very good yeah. Metro teams to make the wild card. So I'm not going to make predictions or anything like that, but they have their work cut out for them for sure. Uh, Eric, as we move away from the NHL to uh, UFC 264, the big controversy, uh, McGregor loses to Dustin Poirier in the third uh, match, that their trilogy. But as we all know, he lost to, uh, he was forced out due to injury. Um, doctor stoppage. Doctor stoppage for sure, which good because his ankle f- looked fucked. His leg was yeah. completely 
Yeah. Uh, it was a self-inflicted injury. Yeah. Um, he went to, everyone saw the clip. He goes to kick Poirier in the chest, something around there. And, you know, right away, something's not right with his leg. He puts his leg down, tries to go for another kick. Brings his leg back and then roll his ankle pretty much just gives up on yeah. him. And that was that was that in the second round? No, it was in the f- first like round. Ten seconds left in the first. So yeah. And I was watching some like the highlights, and McGregor was like he he came on pretty strong in the first round, yeah. but it is the first round. And McGregor, yeah. you know, ha- ha- like we know how McGregor plays. He loves the early rounds, he tries to finish it early on. But, but you say that, but don't forget does it yeah. score. It was 10-8, 10-8, and 10-9 on the judges' scorecard in the first round for Dustin. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, it was just the shin kicks. We talked about those, those like, uh, those leg kicks to the shin, right? You try and weaken mm-hmm. someone's leg, but it also, if I don't know, if you don't build your leg strong enough, it also hurts exactly. you um, yeah. really bad. Uh, and we saw McGregor early on. I guess the scout, his scouting team, um, that was one of their game plans to get Poirier's legs out early. And we saw McGregor throwing a lot of those shin kicks early in uh, in the match in round one, of course, and then. Yeah he hurts himself because of it mm-hmm. mcgregor obviously talks a lot of shit after he says yeah. the sport needs me uh you know poirier uh you can enjoy the victory but we all know what would happen around two blah blah yeah. blah so eric uh, what did you think uh your reactions to the fight what you thought after is mcgregor okay. does mcgregor have a point or is he is he done like should he retire people are okay. saying yeah. so first of all like even the first i, I feel like connor like obviously it's ni- always nice to have connor in the ufc but this guy is on pace to be a billionaire. Like, he doesn't need the sport. No. Like he only oh, he only made like twenty something million. Still a lot, right? But he doesn't need the sport. Like nope. he can go on his own. He came back, lo- like lost to Dustin in January. Came back um, in July. He showed up. I-, I had him losing. Like I was very confident in him yep. losing. I I had a bet. So I, I what I did I had a four way parlay. parlay, parlay yeah. Yeah, I saw. And all three of my fighters won. So it was up to Dustin to win. And then I obviously like I wasn't I was happy that I How won. How much was but, that? You put what I got fifty. So I put fifty dollars and I and won three hundred. Yeah, three hundred. Yeah. So like three hundred total. But yeah, yeah. So it's pretty nice. But um, like obviously it's it, it, you never want to see someone lose from lose to like a doctor stop yeah, to an injury, right? But it, it was kind of tough because when you watch the first round. Dustin outbeat him on the ground. Um, obviously, Connor's saying, "Oh, you didn't hurt me with those elbows," but like, obviously, it probably hurt him. Connor came out flying. Like it this did. guy was kicked. But out, that's like, normally that's around, usually Connor. Kicks. Exactly. First round and Connor the thing is, always comes out flying. First round Connor, but Dustin beat him in the first round. It was unanimous. And Connor, one of Connor's big mistakes that everyone's talking about is, so uh, Dustin came. Connor had him in a headlock, like a guillotine. But that's a big mistake because if you have Dustin a guillotine, he'll push down on you and you're on the ground. So D- Connor was on the ground with a, with a guillotine on Dustin. But that, that's a mistake because yeah. Connor's not a jujitsu guy. He's not going to win by, by guillotine. No. Dustin's way too experimented for that. Yeah. Dustin easily gets out of that, like wiggles his way out. Now he's on top. Oh, now he's just wailing elbows like that. That yeah. hurts. And then, and like Connor did have a good strategy on the ground. He was hit, hit him with some heel kicks that probably did some damage to Dustin. By the end of the day, uh, D- Dustin outfought him in the first round. And uh, I-, I was excited after. I was like, okay, Dustin might win this. And then all you see is uh, Connor. Because when we were watching the fight, you didn't really see. You just saw him. You couldn't tell. You, you, couldn't, you, didn't, you yeah. couldn't tell. So, like, so Dustin, I, I think Connor throws a punch and then he like or, or a kick and he falls. Like he throws a kick and once yeah. his foot comes back, it rolls. Yeah. The ankle. Yeah. Rolls. And then I'm like, oh, 
and then he falls and then Dustin goes on and I'm like, oh my yeah, god. It's over, it's but over. and then if you when you watch replay, all you see is the ankle snap yeah, and we're like, oh just, no, that's not good. Oh my god, man. It was like oh, yeah. broken pass. It was like like oh my but, but respect to Connor, because Connor, like obviously his his aura around him, like this guy is not like he's he was gonna, he, he was he was gonna like cry about like he was just there talking like if it was someone else, like they'd probably be on the ground. Like it's, it, it just sucks that this was the deciding match. This was this, it, listen. If McGregor won the first one, he won the first one, right, McGregor? Yeah. If this was the was, second fight and this happened, then you would have the third one, right? Yeah. But this now is this the is the trilogy. One, the trilogy. Yeah. Like, what do you do? What? Ha- like, what's you know? Exactly. Fourth but this fight, would, I think so. Yeah. So that's what uh, Dustin said. So Dustin was like, "Oh, I'd be down for a fourth fight." D- Dana White said he's down. I mean, it has to be. It has to be. A exactly. Fight. But the only thing is, you gotta let Dustin go get his title shot. Dustin's oh, yeah, by four. To be honest, I, Dustin to me is one of the best Deserves lightweights it. of all time. I, 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 yeah, I feel like Dustin should go get the lightweight title. He's gonna win. I feel like he will, and then he can come back and do the fourth fight. And yo, you know how rare a fourth fight is in like any comp. Like it's, you, you don't. Well, you know how rare this this situation is right now, though. Yeah, exactly. Third fight to injury, like how rare? Like that's pretty. Rare. I know, I know, I know. It's pretty rare, but. Yo, the smack talking in this fight was like it was such a change. Remember we were talking about it last week? Yeah, we're like you're like, oh, I don't know. I just don't. I, I just I can't. I can't. You can't sell me, McGregor. It, it Poirier, yeah, you can't exactly. Sell me like after you give them hot sauce, you guys exactly. are oh, yeah. bad respect, blah blah blah, and then you you expect me to Switch believe up, that like, you yeah. each other after? Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that's what did. So the first fight, what happened was Dustin was like he even said that then he's like, yeah, Connor got in my head and everything. Second fight, they're all nice. Dustin relaxed, and then third fight, Connor starts pulling his trash talk, but obviously it doesn't affect Dustin anymore because he knows, oh, this is just a show, right? Yeah, yeah. But Connor was saying some, like, not messed up thing. Obviously, he's like, oh, I'm gonna kill you. You're gonna come out of here in a yeah, coffin. Yeah, yeah. Dustin didn't like those comments. He was talking about his his wife sliding the DMs. He's like, yeah. uh, Jolene's uh, uh, Jolene's wife, like chirping. Obviously, that's that's Your wife that's sliding me DMs. Exactly, but that's Connor at the end of the fight. I thought Dustin was like Dustin did count, come out like a bit respectful, but like he was like trash talking at the end, like hardcore to Connor. Yeah, good, probably like Connor. Like imagine that guy loses to an injury. Obviously, you're gonna trip the shit out of him. Like yeah. what do you, especially when so it's weak yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god. Oh, well, he has every He's, right, Dustin, to trip. Yeah, Gregor. exactly. It's a self-inflicted wound. He did it like man. You got like I don't know. I, you can't really prepare your legs in a way. I'd say. Mm-hmm. But listen, he couldn't handle the shin. Like, it was an awkward kick that he sent to Dustin. It was yeah. like, you know, he sent it up. You know, something probably... Um... No, but a lot of people say it, it, it was from the beginning of the fight. Connor hit Dustin and it was, it, like, weakened his ankle or something. And, like, or his tibia. And, like, that's like, and then for the whole, like, the rest of the first round, and, like, it just got weaker and weaker. And then at, at the end of the first round, it just broke. But that's what I think. You can train your legs, right? You can make your legs yeah. strong to withstand yeah. that. But the fact that Connor injured, practically injured himself sending those kicks to Dustin, like Dustin was fine, right? Who knows what it would have been out, uh, it, it would have mm-hmm. affected him later on. Who knows if his, he would have gone tired, if his legs would have gone tired. But the fact that McGregor's legs couldn't withstand those kicks, like, come on. Did you really, did you really prepare his legs? Like, Okay, that was, well, that was the biggest got, scouting no, department. That, that's still a fluke. I don't know. It's still a fluke. Like you can practice all you want, but at the end of the day, well, like if you're like, telling if me you like it was someone, the first kick that injured his ankle, then like what is he kicking? Did he kick him on the I know, the, I know. the I, knee or something? Yeah. Like, but I thought it was yeah. the kick in the chest. 
I thought that was the one that was like where he kicks him uh, in the like, chest and then he goes for one more kick. And then after that, his ankle rolls. I thought it was that kick. That's what people. Um, I saw people on the internet. Yeah, they're okay. like, oh, this Cause, is the cause, kick, and because because at the end of the fight, Dustin was talking about like, uh, so Connor kicked, and then Dustin Dustin checked the kick, and then you could see Dustin point at at uh, Connor's like foot yeah. and ankle. He's like, he's like, oh, that 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 was not good. Up, like, yeah, and then that. and then obviously Connor at the end of the fight, he's like. You ain't stop no, you ain't check anything. You like, yeah. oh, I don't know. It's kind yeah. of like, I, I don't know. Like, you can't really know <laughs> what Connor because all these DMs, yeah, bro. This guy has like his ankles, like they say, oh, I slid my DMs. Oh, your voice slid in DMs. I can't yeah. even do an Irish accent, yeah, but uh, basically, on those lines, your wife DM. You see how people are spelling the DMs, uh, DM, yeah. but 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 I hope you know, like, that it, it wasn't a real, like, it was, it was a fake, D- like, uh, so what happened was. I, I guess Connor photoshopped something of not uh, Connor's Joe. PR team. <laughs> yes, yeah, so someone photoshopped something, but it, it might be a real follower request. But I, I it was just a follower request. So it's just a follower request, and then but apparently it was a photoshop so for sure. Like there's only Dustin Poirier's yeah. wife is trying to follow the the guy's about to fight. Like come yeah, on, exactly, exactly. Like how big of a belong to the streets do you have yeah, to be? You know, get that <laughs> statement. Like come on there's no way so eric what's next like is mcgregor the joke of usc right now he doesn't need the spore no, no. people a lot of people are giving him a lot of hate um he's kind of he's on a losing streak right now yeah um you know he's lost the third fight to poirier hopefully this is the fourth yeah. fight if there's a fourth fight that's what's I'm, got i'm gonna next, watch right? it though that's what yeah, i'm gonna like everyone's gonna watch it still like it's not like it, it still has a lot of interest because dustin's at the top like Oh, I don't know sure. why he fought Dustin though. Like, does like go fight Nate Diaz or someone like a little? Easy. Why are you fighting D- Dustin's like literally one of the best fighters? Like, because McGregor he's on a different level. It's because it's 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 the the identity that McGregor has in the UFC. He's looked at as this, you know, the icon, the franchise athlete, exactly. and the UFC brings all uh, the notoriety, mm-hmm. uh, the pay per view. I mean, so you want to see? They want to see? They don't want to see like a McGregor Nate Diaz because then you have all those UFC experts being like this fucking. Yeah, fight is got, just basically trying to help Connor out. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. so that's what they going. say with Donald Cerrone. That's what they, exactly. they say when he fought Cowboy Cerrone. But so McGregor I, I needs to fight big names. Like people want to see mm-hmm. that. That's what makes the. And most he has to money. win, though. He has to win. And though. that's but like yes, he had, if he would have beat Poirier, like oh, McGregor so would have been hot shit still in the UFC. But how that so, he lost? Yeah. There's his fourth fight, and that's I I believe it's his career de- like dependent. Even though he de- like like you said, he doesn't need this sport. I just think his his identity and statue exactly. in the like it depends on this fourth. If he loses, he loses so much credibility. I feel exactly, like exactly exactly. Because in USC, like you some, said many times, you can't lose many lights in a row. But there's something about pick, you gotta you, you gotta know how to like uh, retire soon or like even just picking your fights when you. Like, so that's what you want to retire on a losing streak, you know? Exactly. No, but so when Connor was at his highest, so yeah. even like after he lost to Mayweather, after he lost to Khabib, and then he beat Donald. Why are you coming back to fight? I don't know. Like it's something about like UFCs. If you're not training, you're not practicing, you're not in the ring, and you're not practicing, you're gonna get fucked up. Like Dustin Poirier, he fights like one, two, three times a year. Like this guy's consistently fighting the best. Yeah. So I don't know why you want to go up against Dustin. So that's what happened with Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva, like 14, 16 fight win streak, and then now he 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 not went to retire. So there's something about no one went to retire. Once your time, that's what could be retiring on he, top. Yeah. You either retire on top or you know, well, like, listen, okay, I'm not the McGregor same. going to retire? When at one point do you think it was okay for him to retire? When did know. you expect, like, when? 
I I, I don't know because when he, he was on top. The, when was he on top? When he no. um like he was a big name, but he still had more to prove for sure. Yeah, I mean, he, he fought did. Khabib, he lost. Um, and then he, he fought Donald Cerrone, which Donald Cerrone won. People but then you're, you're asking, but at what point after he fought Donald Cerrone? At what point were they in the 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 Poirier McGregor bout? Was it their second fight that was that just happened, or was it like is their second fight going? To, you know what I mean in the timeline after uh, Donald Cerrone? Yeah, so how Donald many fights Cerrone did Poirier does, McGregor have? So no, it's after Donald Cerrone and then yeah. D- Dustin Poirier the first Dustin time. Poirier. Oh yeah, no, the second. No, the, the second first time. fight was in 2014. Yes. So yeah, so that's what I mean. Um, yeah, okay, so I guess yeah, 2014. Why he wanted to face Dustin Poirier, but. I don't know. He's top, like you said, he was one of the best in the middleweight, right? Exactly. Uh, and lightweight, yeah. lightweight. And McGregor's lightweight too. So he's got to prove that he's the best. McGregor he challenges one of the best. And he won the first one, loses the second one. And now, you know, 2014, 20, what well, one was the second one? 2020, 2019? 2021. Was the second fight? Yeah, it was January. You remember oh, those? Yeah, they happened so. Yeah, it's true. The second and third happened very fast. But yeah, you have 2014, 2021. You have seven years difference. Um, yeah, so now Connor's on a like he's on a two fight. Well, it's not it's not a bad losing streak. But it, it's just, it just look how bad is his rep is like. Look how bad, um, how much shit his rep is getting, just because he lost two fights in a row. I, I know, no, and it's not the fact that he lost two fights in a row. It's, it's the fact that he lost two fights. Before that, he won against Donald Cerrone, who's basically a, Donald Cerrone's like on a seven fight win, lose streak right now. Like yeah. he's he's a bum. Like I still love Donald Cerrone though, but. And then before that, lost to Mayweather, uh, lost to Khabib, lost to Mayweather, and then he had like that uh, Nate Diaz win, yeah. and lost to Nate Diaz before that. So it's a tough, like it's a it, it's tough in there. You, it's, it doesn't look. I just don't know what happens next. He, does he does he fight anyone in between, or does he just wait for this fourth fight? Like no, I, I think he should should probably fight some. I, I want him to. I feel like Nate Diaz would be a great fight because yeah. Nate Diaz is a big name. Connor's gonna be the favorite in that fight. Yeah, I, I, Connor's gonna win. I feel like it's gonna get him back rolling. He's gonna be able to do his trash talking like he's used to. It's gonna be a huge and then, fight. And then Poirier four, and then he faces Poirier. Exactly. And the thing with Connor is, okay, obviously people don't care if he win because anytime Connor fights is a he's gonna get hey, paid. I'm telling you, it's, it's oh, a yeah. big thing, right? Big pay. But the fact that if he wins, like if he keeps losing, people are gonna lose interest. Like you, like you just need him to beat like a big name. It doesn't matter. Like he just has to beat a big name. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You beat Nate Diaz, you're back on top. You know? mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Uh, we got to move away from the UFC. But yeah, definitely, uh, hopefully, uh, yeah, Nate Diaz, we'll see if he fights someone in between or he waits for the fourth fight. Only time tells with Conor McGregor on his tight-knit schedule because he's the best. Anyway, as we move to the NBA, Bucks and Suns. Suns lead the series 2-1. Milwaukee in. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Why am I blanking? <laughs> Where, um, where do they play? Milwaukee and uh, Aaron and the Packers. What's that place called? It's not uh, Yes, no. <laughs> the state. Wait, what are you talking? State. Um, oh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yes, thank you. Uh, oh games God. back in uh, Wisconsin. Game three. Milwaukee wins. Yeah. Big time. Not big time, but it was a good win. Giannis put up forty-one points, thirteen boards, six assists. Middleton eighteen seven six. Holiday twenty-five five and mm-hmm. nine. They all shot. Giannis shot 609. Middleton was 429. Holiday was 571. Eric, obviously the biggest thing in the series early on was these three, specifically Middleton and Holiday, not performing exactly. uh, uh, up to par and Giannis having to do everything uh, on his own. Mm-hmm. That's what lost him those first two games. Now, 
they come out all big three then they game. play big big, all, big three, three yeah. big third game they all they play out they, they play all uh, they all play great Suns Mikael Bridges obviously 27 minutes doesn't have the oh, game yeah. he had he has four points yeah. two rebounds two assists and only shot four shots Booker had a terrible game hmm. um, Paul was really good 19 points nine assists Aiton yeah. was good Crowder was good yeah um, Devin Booker just had an off game but hold on now Eric there seems to be a winning recipe here with this Milwaukee team. Everyone knew that, you know, even I said if Milwaukee made the finals, I honestly believed that they could win because mm-hmm. I didn't think it was going to be the Suns here. But Suns, you know, great def- uh, defensive team. That's why I took them. But as you can see, there's a recipe to winning here with the Bucks, And it's pretty clear is if you have your top three cooking, you, mm-hmm. ch- you have a better chance oh, yeah. of at course. beating the Suns, I feel like. But let's remind ourselves that Devin Booker also had the- his worst game of the NBA finals. Mm-hmm. Is literally sure. he shot two like point two hundred, two fourteen, right? So um, twenty four. That's twenty one percent. That's bad. So um, he had a terrible game. So you know you expect to bounce back the way he's playing in the playoffs. Exactly. Um. Yeah. I, I guess that's the recipe for success for the Bucks, right? Those three. No, but, um, but to be honest, out his first game. So this is how it's going. So game one, obviously in Phoenix, they win. Yeah, so all the home two. teams are winning right now. Yeah. So. So how you can see, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, if Devin is, I don't know, Devin Booker. It, it, it really depends it. on, yes. It, 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 Booker pops a, off, Suns always exactly. have a good chance. Exactly. And Chris Paul, we know he's going to be consistent. Aiton's a center. He doesn't, he, there's not too much like variables there. So having a great playoffs play well. though, so and far. Been having a great playoffs. And he, is, he, has, he has a pretty good matchup with Brooke Lopez there for him. So, and then Jay Crowder is a big playoff performer. Um, Mikel Bridges, he has to perform too because he he's a starter and he has he has to show that he his show his value. Yeah, I don't know if you saw that Cam- Cameron Johnson. I don't know if you saw that dunk. That was a crazy no, poster. I did not. You didn't see that. You didn't see that dunk. Mm, no, I probably okay, well, skipped he had through a ridic- it on, on the gram. He had a ridiculous poster on. Uh, oh, PJ Tucker. Tucker. Yes, I saw. It. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I saw that it. was a good dunk. Yeah, that literally a, a mouthful of Cam Johnson's balls in PJ Tucker's yeah, mouth. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, um, that was good. But yeah. to be honest, um, I feel like. The um, it's kind of tough because it was a blow at the third game. Yeah, it was and like one twenty to one hundred, I think, or something yeah, like that. Something like that it was. I think it was a twenty point game. But the first two games, it was like it wasn't close, but it was like I like you 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 can deal with it. Milwaukee didn't have the best game. Like it, it's literally just been Giannis carrying Milwaukee. Yeah. And then the game three, as you said, uh, Joel and Chris Middleton showed up. And if if you rewatch the first two games, it's just Giannis carrying the ball. Driving, if you if you, if you can't get the layup, yeah. he'll pass it over. Like it was when I was watching, it was just getting me pissed off because Drew Holiday would get the ball, pass it to you. Like they they get the ball or miss. It was so like that's not what Milwaukee basketball is about. And no. we like we talked about it before. Like if those three show up, or even like Giannis, he will show up every game. It's Giannis, but if Chris Milton and uh, Drew Holiday can show up, they'll they'll be fine. And that's why at the beginning I said this might go to the game set. Like I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna go to game seven because of how close these teams are and how like not fluky like or like inconsistent these players are, but like suddenly like 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 Devin Booker is still young, his first finals. Oh, yeah. I know Chris Paul is gonna show up. Yeah. Giannis like it's gonna Drew show all day. Yeah, he's gonna show up. But Giannis, uh, no, no, uh, Drew Those all day. Those two need to Morton. show up. Exactly. So that's why I thought like oh it's gonna go on and off. So I think. I still think this might go game seven or six. Oh, so. yeah. 
what did I, what did we say? We said seven. What did I say? Seven. So, I think I said. I think seven? you said Suns and Suns and six or seven. I think we both said Suns and six Definitely or seven. Definitely something like that. Um, but, but I listen, still think Suns can win this. I, I could see I, Milwaukee I, winning Game Four tonight. Yeah, yeah. In Milwaukee but tomorrow. Dip- it's tomorrow, actually. Yeah, my bad. Sorry. It's tomorrow. Um, I could see him winning that. Um, for sure. The way they, uh, it just need. It depends on those three. Can Middleton be the best player on an NBA team? No. Uh, Giannis can. Say, listen, when Giannis was injured and they had to finish off the Hawks, Middleton popped the fuck off. Let's be honest. Don't forget, the it's, the Hawks. it's the yeah, Hawks. Yeah, I know man. it's the Come Hawks, on. but it's you don't think Hawks. Middleton could be the... I mean, the NBA, there's a lot of no, shit no, teams, man. No, a lot of shit teams. He could definitely be... I think he could be the best player. On a championship team. Like, listen, Not he's a shooter, right? He, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't really move... He doesn't uh, hold the ball a lot. Uh, he doesn't drive a lot. You know, he's a spot-up shooter. So maybe you're right that, you know, you need... He's more of a pip into your MJ. Oh, 100%. For 100%. sure, but um, I, I think it's the touches. I, I think it's because he doesn't get enough touches. I feel like, and and, and, and like, listen, middle. I think that was listen. He's he's been with Giannis for years now, for right. So and he's been good. Middleton has been amazing mm-hmm. in Milwaukee. I just don't know what's going on um in these finals right now. I don't know if it's because Giannis is touching the ball way too much and Middleton's not no. getting enough touches. But because um, Giannis didn't show up, because Giannis's consistency like, is unmatched. Like this guy is so consistent and so efficient. Like, yep. like there's Giannis. Not it's more of I'd say Drew Holiday would be the Scotty Pippen because Drew Holiday good defensively and he like he shows. But Chris Middleton too, obviously. But it's just I don't know. Chris Middleton's been that twenty point player, like nine twenty point player. He's never really reached like 25 to 30 points like like a superstar would on the yeah. best team. So if you're a 20 point player, he, he's never made an all NBA team, I think. So he's yeah. just a, he's a, he's an, he's an all-star though, but he's still really he, he's the cl- him and Drew Holiday are the clutch players on the team. Giannis won't really come in the clutch cuz he doesn't have that shooting so they'll, they'll just clog the paint on him. So so it's Chris Paul and Drew Holiday that have to come and pull up in the clutch, but they've shown Chris Moulton have has shown me over the years he can show up in the clutch. He's hit some big, big shots. shots. Yeah, even Drew Holiday, I know he, he can be. He's calm and composed in the clutch, so I'm very confident in them. But Chris Paul too can. Chris Paul's a big clutch guy, so um, it's very. That's why I'm very interested for these finals. I know I feel like some people kind of like lost touch with the NBA Finals this year just because it's not like big. It's not n- LeBron or Curry. It, exactly, it's not like LeBron or Curry. So people kind of like lost. But this is a good if you're an NBA like an NBA you fan, know basketball. Yeah, like sure. this is a good matchup. matchup. It's a very interesting matchup for sure. For sure. Listen, I don't want to say Middleton is the same player type as Clay Thompson because I really do believe mm. Clay Thompson. Yeah. Would be. Thompson, yeah. Could be the best player on NBA. Like That's he fair. could. He can. He could be the best player on a, on an mm. NBA team, right? But he's what is he? What is Clay Thompson? He's a spot up shooter. He's a you know eight dribbles, sixty points type guy, right? Exactly. Uh, Or whatever the that stat was. But he's so good. But yeah, yeah. he could be the best player on an NBA team. And I'm not saying Chris Middleton is Clay Thompson, right? And he's that. He's pretty similar though. He's pretty similar. But can a guy can a shooting guard type like that not lead an NBA team? I think so. I think Chris Middleton could do it. It's, It's a good debate for sure. I think like there's so many shit teams out there in the NBA that could definitely have Middleton as their best player easily. Are you kidding? But not me? win, not maybe not, not win, win a championship. championship. Maybe not yeah. win a championship. And I'm not saying, but yeah, Clay he, Thompson yeah, no, he, wins a championship. Oh, okay, but no, he can the, definitely be team. the player on the best player on a team. Like, but maybe not like not a championship. Team. That's all. No, I was no, no, no. and I don't think Clay Thompson could win a championship by himself the exactly. way he plays, unless you but, know uh, he has a great but, point guard. Yeah, but I know what you mean because if Clay Thompson didn't play with like Curry needs Clay Thompson and Clay Thompson needs Curry. Yeah, same thing. You can say that Giannis needs Middleton. Middleton but I really needs believe Giannis Thompson would pop off without Curry. 
I think he okay, gets so crazy. many touches a game. And, and don't forget around. the reason why Cur- uh, Clay Thompson gets so good, such good shots is cu- because because they yeah, have to Curry. cover Curry yeah. too, right? And Clay Flash doesn't brothers. get double team. He won't exactly. get double team. So that, that's the thing. And same thing with uh, uh, Chris, Chris Milton. You can't. You can't. Du- yeah. Yeah. You got. You can't. Yeah. You can't double team. Like, yeah. Even if you double team Giannis, that's why Milwaukee built up. They have a bunch of three point shooters mm-hmm. around Giannis. Yeah. So which is good for him for sure. Um. Yeah. For sure. Like you said, game. <laughs> is taking place tomorrow um you have any b- b- bets on that i'll say bucks tie the series in milwaukee go back like, to phoenix 2-2 I-, I want bucks to tie. i just want to make this series a little more interesting i feel like bucks could i don't know if I you know bucks but- take it in the home barn yeah and when in wisconsin did you see like it's always a good it's, time in wisconsin oh god the fan base always- is insane wisconsin oh, yeah, really even yeah, like even so like dedicated the Packers, like, their sports fans. Very dedicated. Yeah, exactly. And good for them because Wisconsin's a weird fucking place. Like yeah. in the states, <laughs> that's a weird place. Yeah. No, who, who the hell wants to go live in Wisconsin? Like an NBA player, but um, exactly. I'm glad they have a. Uh, I'm glad they have a strong fan base over there, and you oh, can have sure. teams like the Packers and the Bucks thrive mm-hmm. and be the top exactly. teams in their respective oh, yeah. sports. So um, I think Bucks tied up. Go back to Phoenix two two. I think Middleton Holiday have a good game next okay. uh i think they get it done who knows though devin booker i'll tell you right fucking now devin booker is not gonna have a repeat of game uh, exactly, game three exactly. and game yeah. four he is gonna have more than 10 points six yeah. uh rebounds and two assists yeah right? for sure yeah so um yeah devin booker is definitely the x factor well no middleton oh, holiday for sure like the big question mark can they yeah. pull up if they can't pull up and booker pulls up i think suns take it but i'm trusting i'm gonna take i'm gonna trust middleton holiday Okay. To um, out play or edge out Booker's fantastic game, I think is going to come That's in fair. game four. Nice. So, um, if there's not anything else to say, I think that will conclude uh, episode 28 of the Shibin Zhang show. Episode, yeah. uh, by next week, if we say 2 2, if I'm predicting 2 2, who knows if the NBA, you think in a week, will it be f- over? Maybe because if you, if you talk, if maybe yeah. win tomorrow and tomorrow win again, and then, then over, win again, yeah. yeah, it could be over potentially. If he, I don't know when game seven is scheduled. I don't know if that's in a week or not. But anyway, yeah. next week we will f- have definitely an idea of where this series is headed or if it's over or mm-hmm. who has the exactly. edge already. But um, for sure. And then obviously the Canadian season is over. We will be miss, missing that. You know, we've never not yeah, talked about sure. the Montreal Canadiens this year. Exactly. We started oh, yeah, the show. True, huh? Started yeah. the show when the season started. So. Oh my God. Uh, we'll definitely have the off season, the Seattle expansion draft. But we'll still be talking the Habs. Don't worry. There's still a lot to talk about f- with them. But definitely, we are running out of sports to talk about when it comes to the NBA, yeah, yeah. NHL. Oh, that's true. You hate. You don't even yeah, watch baseball. I didn't, I didn't so, even uh, think about this. Hopefully, yeah, there's a lot more true. UFCs during the year. But we'll definitely find something. But uh, once again, check out Hot Streak Fantasy, our sponsors for the episode. Check them out. Make money. NBA playoffs are almost over. So give them a look. And as always, thanks for listening to the Shitim Zang Show on Spotify or watching us on YouTube. And we'll see you guys next week. Peace out. Peace out.